if your goal is to not just build a business, but build a business that you actually like, if you want to live your life now instead of looking back going, oh, shoot, I missed out on my kids because now they're out of the house and I lost my opportunity. You don't want to live with regret. If you want to laugh again, you have to pay attention to both goals. Build my business, build a life that I enjoy freaking now. And that's all about enjoying the process along the way. Welcome back to part two of my conversation with Tori Boats. Tori is a spiritual coach and business strategist. She mentors high-achieving owners, founders, and public figures on performance, strategy, mindset, and execution to achieve their most ambitious goals with creativity, confidence, and courage. Her system is designed for ambitious entrepreneurs with a proven track record who are ready to drive extraordinary results without missing out on life. Last week in part one, Tori and I explored the core messages and the beliefs that shaped her first two businesses. Now, in part two, Tori will outline strategies that will help us bring our head and our heart together to create a business and a life that we love now. Thank you for being here. Hello, my name is Mary Maduna Gross, and you're listening to Fully Alive, the podcast for conscious entrepreneurs who are hungry to live their purpose, expand their impact, and create with ease. So I learned that I didn't belong in business. I had to become and step into the role of this other person, and I fully embraced that to be successful. And that started me down this path of really lying about who I was. I didn't know that. I didn't, I didn't think, oh, I'm lying today. I just thought, these are the things I need to do to be successful. And those other things are wrong and they need to be squashed or put, pushed down in my pocket. Yeah. You mentioned earlier about the whole idea of swatting the butterfly away. Yeah. That was me seeing joy be somewhere else going, oh, that's a distraction. Stuff it. Stuff those feelings in my pocket. Yes. You know, and eventually like a beach ball being held underwater, mm-hmm. those emotions are going to fly in your face and bonk you in the nose. really fast (laughs) yes they are yeah Um, so yeah so when I learned about really what values and what empathy meant what what was the definition of those things and and how to find compassion for myself I was really on a journey to find it as a leader how do I become a leader with empathy so that my employees love it here and they want to stay in my company It, it was still externally focused because okay. I was playing that role of this is the professional me. Yes. And I just remember one day, it was kind of a breaking moment, I think. I was about to go in to uh, visit some of my employees. This was a handful of them working on working at my customer's site. Okay. Um, I do federal contracting in the um, intelligence and de- Department of Defense space. So at least in the first few businesses. Okay. And I remember literally (laughs) putting my hand on the door to go in. Mm -hmm. And I imagined, I physically imagined, this is so bizarre, stepping into a suit as if I were stepping into a character in a movie, Mm -hmm. like like a skin suit. It was really kind of disgusting when you think about it. (laughs) Yeah. 
but I'm stepping into this other person, reminding myself of the qualities that I needed to possess to be their leader. And really what I've learned is you just got to be yourself because the right people will resonate with you and follow you when you are genuine, when you can have humility and admit your mistakes and I was all about admitting my mistakes and then I was censured constantly by business partners and other leaders and I don't know why these people thought it was appropriate to tell me that I needed to not admit that I had a question because if I were going to be the leader, I had to know everything and be followable. I'm like, what does that even mean? Right. So I started, I created these two pieces and the more I've worked with business owners, I, you know, I've been mentoring business owners since I guess for 20 years actually. Um, and in various capacities. And and now I just do it as a professional. That's what I do as a profession. But before I just, I was just always in mentor mode. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the greatest gifts I think I can bring is to help them see when they're doing that. Yeah. And to merge that back together because this quest for the perfect formula exists, except you can't find that perfect formula. There isn't one until you make your own. Yes. Right. And, and all of the messages that we get, like you were saying, is you, you can't do this, right? You can't get to this perfect formula to make it all of your own. Who would you think you are? Kind of a thing, right? We've got these rules. We've got these structures. We've have, we have standards of who we let in the room, who we don't let in the room. Um, yeah, and what we expect of you if you do step into this room, right? Going back to your your suit idea. So there's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of mixed messages. Uh, so it's no wonder, right, that we we lack that clarity or even lack a focus about who we want to be. Because I feel like even based on your stories and, and knowing my own story, that what we were trying to do is just shape ourselves into something that somebody else wanted. Yeah. And that's another one of those feelings that I couldn't hear my own intuition, right? My own gut instinct was to question if they were, and I never questioned if they were right. I just assumed because they had been in business longer or they looked older than me or whatever, that they were wiser than I was. And it built, I, I was such an arrogant little shit, right? I knew how to do the technical parts of my job like nobody else. Yeah. But when it came to something new that didn't have a formal training program, Mm -hmm. and I got to caveat that I have an MBA, so I have kind of this formal training, but they don't really teach you how to be an entrepreneur. They teach you how to be successful in Fortune 500, which thank goodness I was I was an executive in a Fortune 500. So that came in handy, understanding the terminology and the way of things. But it didn't help me in my, my own businesses. It didn't help me discover who I really was. And it didn't help me find my own values to understand what that even meant. So I went from being this very um, unshakable, confident person to being insecure, extremely insecure. I second-guessed every decision that I made to the point where I couldn't make a decision anymore. Sure. And when you're, yeah, when you've got 75 people counting on you, you need to be able to make decisions. But I was out of ideas. My creativity was off yeah. because I was so stressed. There was so much pressure to grow to that next level. I was on my way to build a 3,000 person company. That was my ultimate goal. And 
I didn't know how to get from where I was at that time further. And, you know, I kept coming up against these boundaries because I was just mimicking what other people were doing. Right. You were putting yourself in, in their box and, and trying to get your goals through their box and just banging your head against it all along the way. Yeah. I missed the point. You know, I didn't even know what impact was. Yeah. You know, now I approach business very differently. And, you know, I've kind of mastered how do I go from, how do people go from being money-driven in their business to having other criteria so they can really make a decision that they have their own unshakable confidence on. And then it's unique because we need to be differentiated in our businesses to stand out. Right. I wanted the phone ringing off the hook of people incoming, people calling me to offer them solutions. And you get there through story, through purpose, through meaning. Mm -hmm. And that, that's the impact. And I believe that those two things can live together. Okay. Money is very important. Money, right? Good people do good things with good money. I have no shame around wanting to build financial independence for me and my kids. Mm -hmm. I also understand how to be of service through my business, which was a foreign concept to me until I found it for myself. Okay. Huge. And that is bringing those two sides together. My professional interests, Mm -hmm. my personality and my personal interest. Mm -hmm. When I brought those two things together, when I allowed my personal goals, when I allowed myself not to be ashamed of them, Mm -hmm. and there's more than just money. um, And I allowed my professional goals to come together. Yeah. When I realized that wasn't selfish. Yeah. Then, oh my gosh, the floodgates of ideas and creativity and passion and and enthusiasm. And and my business gives me energy. It just came in floods. And what I realized is I was looking for a way to motivate my employees to help me grow. Mm -hmm. Because if you're going to scale and you're going to scale the right way, you want to be able to take a step back out of the day to day so that you have more capacity. And I thought that my personal goals didn't belong in the business because they aren't going to be motivated by my personal goals. Right. So I was trying to help them find their own passion and bring it into the business, but I didn't even know what that meant. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't know what that means, but let's do it. Um, once I found my own passion and I took that, I think of it as a bullseye, you know, where you have three concentric circles and that innermost circle. So I call it the impact model. It's a, it forms that beacon. That helps drive the direction of every decision, every goal, every strategy to your ultimate goal, your Mm -hmm. ultimate life vision, which is your life in business. At the very center is meaning, but it's what does it mean in your own personal life? Yeah. So here's what, what comes up for me. I love this. I love the clarity of the model. But even coming up to that, that that center circle, the meaning circle, what does this mean? I think that when, I'm just going to go back to my own experience, when I compartmentalize, I, if we had this conversation 12, 15 years ago, and you would have said to me, what's the meaning in your consent in this middle circle? I would have said, I have no freaking idea. Exactly. Okay. okay. Exactly. For the listeners who are thinking, I don't know what I would put in this middle it's okay. You're right where you need to be. That's, it's a normal place to be. 
So how do we get to around that clarity then? So now we're going to, let me just kind of back up and make sure I'm following. So we're to the point where we realize that we can't, we don't even longer want to compartmentalize our life from our business. We recognize that they, they influence one another. But in order to be able to bring these together, we've got to, to know what this meaning is. How do we start to discover that? Oh, this is so juicy. It took me a long time to figure this out, and I can't wait to share it with you. Okay. It's very simple, but it's counterintuitive, especially when you think about business, because we don't usually think about ourselves. No. Okay, this is going to sound way out there, but bear with me. In business, we think of concrete, tangible actions or goals, I should say, results, outcomes, revenue, profitability, growth, headcount. We don't think about feelings. <laughs> Taboo. Like, why would you think about feelings? Yeah, right. They're not right. relevant to business. Hello. Um, but I, I challenge people to think, I challenge you to think, businesses are run and created by humans. Mm -hmm. Humans have emotions and feelings. All humans have emotions and feelings. You can't have a business without emotions and feelings because humans run them. Right. Right. And if your goal, if your goal is to not just build a business, but build a business that you actually like. Right. <laughs> if you want to live your life now instead of looking back going, oh, shoot, I missed out on my kids because yeah. now they're out of the house and I lost my opportunity. Right. You don't want to live with regret if you want to last again. You have to pay attention to both goals. Build my business, build a life that I enjoy right freaking now. And that's all about enjoying the process along the way. So the way that you find that meaning is to look for the feeling okay. that you want and the change you want to make in your own life. And the reason it's counterintuitive is what does my own life have to do with my business? Right. We, we do have such a division in our minds about business and life, don't we? Exactly. Let me tell you how they come together. Okay. So that first circle is you. That second circle is near and dear. I mention my kids a lot because I tell them this lie all the time. And the lie is you can follow your heart and do what makes you happy and trust that money will find you. Okay. That is not a lie. But to me, to my old belief, it is a lie because that's how I grew up. That's the first 40, I guess, 30 years, 30 years in business. But the second part of that statement is when you trust in your ability to be successful. So put it I, off for me again. Yes. So you can follow your heart to do work that makes you happy and still make serious money when you trust that you are capable of being successful. Mm. Right. That's so get right to the emotions, doesn't it? Well, yes, because happiness and joy yeah. are emotions. Well, even it, trusting your, ourselves. Oh, right. I, I think that you know, we talk to people about, can you trust yourself or topics around that? Like we often, I can, that, that can bring up tears in, in to, for me, that can bring up tears in my clients. Like, that hits a nerve. How do I trust myself? Because most of us are probably not very good at trusting ourselves, at least at the beginning of this journey. Yeah. You know, I, no matter how successful I was on paper, I felt horrible. 
I felt incapable. I felt that insecurity was coming up. Yeah. I'm like, no, that wasn't me. I didn't do all of that. Because right. It, right. Yeah, it didn't feel it in the moment. Mm-hmm. I didn't trust my decisions. And, you know, that second, that second ring, just to bring it back around, is I wanted to become the role model to show my kids that was possible. Because I just knew that if someone outside influence came in and told them it wasn't possible, like what happened to me, mm-hmm. it's my word against theirs. Mm-hmm. And that was too flimsy mm-hmm. for me to rest my children's future on. So I needed to show them to prove it was possible by doing it myself. Yeah. And now here's how it comes into business. That third ring is called, so the second ring is um, near, near. Um, is near and dear, but it's the motivation. Okay. okay. My motivation is to support those near and dear, which can Got be whoever, whoever you want. That third circle really is an expansion. It's, it's the world. What change? How do I take the change for me in the very middle? And how do I take that change out to affect the world? And the world doesn't have to be the earth. It can be just my community. It can right. be whatever definition you want to give it. That's the third M in impact. So we have meaning. We have motivation. We have movement. What's the movement I want to affect? And for me, it's to end the suffering and success. Yes. Right. That movement is how can I take my experience, the change that really helps me be the best human I could possibly evolve into and help other people with the same kind of change. Right. And I built a whole business around just that, which is mind blowing. Right. But it also goes to the story that you're telling your kids. Like it's an example of. Yes. Who knew that that money could be made in this way? And and yet here you are doing it and making an impact, right? Having that that impact on that third set circle. So you start with meaning, uh, go to motivation, and then what was the third one? What third movement? Now? Creating Move. a movement. Mm-hmm. And so come back to the trust uh, idea. So where does trust fall in here? You know, I think the way that we build trust is evidence. Yeah. And you may say, well, I'm doing this thing I've never done before. And I always like to believe that you were born to create your own path. Mm -hmm. You can't help it because every single decision you make is creating that path, whether you see it or not. Right. If you look back in history, your own history, you will see that you've been successful doing things you've never done before. For me, I've been successful building a business, but not in this industry, mm-hmm. which was really scary for me. Mm-hmm. But then I had to remember, well, I didn't help to build that business either. What are the things I did there? Mm-hmm. I could use that as evidence for this completely new thing. Right. You know, people going into parenthood. Yeah. Gosh, I've never been a parent, but we are animals that have babies. So I guess we'll figure it out. Yes. Um. And we still do it. But when it comes to your livelihood, especially, you know, I had, I have to caveat that with one of my biggest fears in life was I will suffer having no money and be poor. Yeah. You know, we, I came from a family, you know, I don't know, lower, middle, upper, middle class, whatever, middle class. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know that. Um, we grew up on a ranch. You know, we raised cattle and pigs. And my dad had a salesman job and my mom, we owned the jewelry store in town. But my town was only like 1,600 people. Mm-hmm. And that was probably the county. That was the county. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So the middle of nowhere, Texas. Yeah. 
Um, and to think that, you know, I'm living the big city life now mm-hmm. with this high powered job when I was in Fortune 500 and, you know, before that owning these other technical businesses, like I, I owned software and hardware development companies. Yeah. We made space, things that went into space and we made things that go on in technology here with humans. That's just mind blowing. Well, that is. Well, I never would have told you that that's what I was going to do. No. But the first step that creating my own path was just taking that very next step of interest, following your interest. The trust comes from finding the evidence in yourself or others to copy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I mentioned I was mimicking my own business to make it look like other businesses, which is a fabulous way to use lessons learned and best practices until you ignore your own instincts and lose your creativity. Right. So that's, that's that caveat there, but that's how you build that trust is prove it to yourself. Yeah. I love the looking back strategy. And uh, honestly, I, I never even really thought much of it until I did have my own business. And then I had to start, you know, telling my story and, and, you know, creating all of that. And then, okay, so I'm going back to it. And when I go back to what I would have thought were, here are the highlights, these are the lowlights. And I had stories around all of that, but I never really thought about how that, how I survived all of those things, right? Because I, in my mind, I'm like, oh, these were very difficult experiences that somehow I got through. And now when I was looking back, I was like, well, it wasn't that I just got through them, but I got through them. I got through them. I don't know how, right? I mean, I can look back now and see how, but in the moment, I didn't know how I was getting through uh, the experience. And now that I have the tools to move through an experience more intentionally, more consciously, you know, that's very useful. But I, that going back to those stories and seeing how strong we've been, we've always been, how use whatever descriptor you, is important to you, go back and find all of the examples that you've already demonstrated this. Um, is is that has really been powerful to me and then using that as the motivation to take that next step because i love what you're saying about taking the next step because i could look back and say oh my gosh that's great i've i've i have done all of that i have been very strong and yet here i am now and what am i going to do now right and so being able to being willing to take that next step i don't know exactly what's going to happen because that was my thinking mind too like i wasn't going to take the next step until i saw the next 20 thousand steps outlined right and knew yeah. exactly where each of these steps were going to go I thought I needed to know all of that before I could take that step but what I've really learned now is I can t- just take that next step I can see yeah. what's happening in that scenario and because I haven't gone down 20,000 steps it's just the one I can trust myself and I trust myself a little bit more and go take the next one I can trust myself a little bit more that's been a, that has been fun for me yeah I I think of it this way. Um, I also was someone who needed to find the ROI before I made a decision. I was facing two different paths to go on. And the only factor I was using was ROI because it's the only one that made sense to me at the time. Right. And when you go to create your own path, it's normal to want to see the path, almost like Candyland. We yeah. talked about this on my podcast, right? You want to build that Candyland map 
to know that you're going to be successful. And that comes with the idea that when you decide on the path, am I going to go left or right? Am I going to take option A or B? That you decide and you go all in. Exactly. Right? Because we're used to that. If you're going to get a degree, you're going to to decide to get the degree and you're going to do 5,000 years of school to go get it. Oh, you're done. Right? Yeah. We're just used to doing it that way. And it feels very safe and secure. And those are key emotions for humans is to feel safe, to feel secure. Yeah. Um, Love is one of the other ones, but love doesn't belong in business until you bring it in on purpose. Yeah. Right. And that path is, is because of the commitment. But if you can decide that you don't need to go all in and learn five years from now that you made the wrong decision, but you can learn today that you want to change a little bit. Uh-huh. I call those micro adjustments. Yeah. So I changed the idea of committing to a decision or a goal mm-hmm. into I'm going to commit that this is a direction I want to explore. Yes. And every single day, every single moment, I have the option to change my mind and to do micro adjustments. Right. And sometimes a step doesn't actually have to be a physical step. Mm-hmm. You can take a little trip in your mind mm-hmm. to envision yourself doing that work, being in that role a year from now, five years from now. And it's okay if you don't know what it looks like because you ain't never been there, but you have an idea of what it might feel like. Sure. Well, you'd take like it to feel like. Yes. Take a physical trip. Do you enjoy doing that work a year from now? That's how I decided not to create a product. Like <laughs> I imagine myself hawking that product at health and fitness shows. And I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> right. 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 I threw that business plan away. I even had design. I had design, mechanical engineering designs drawn up for this product. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's what I'll be doing for a living? No. Well, and then because you trust yourself at this point, you can go through all of that and still say no and not beat yourself up for, oh my gosh, you know, how much time, money and energy or resources have I just wasted on this? Right. And then we judge ourselves like that's, I mean, that's the second worst thing that can happen. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. So if you're, if you're, if you're feeling like you can't, move forward the baby commitment the baby step is what's the very next step it's not to make the decision Mm -mm. it's to try it on yes that's no commitment there really exactly five minute daydream it's so safe and you'd be surprised at where you go from there like i jumped i jumped into this whole new world when that is not me i'm not that kind of risk taker I'm a risk taker, but not, you right. know, not without having some kind of plan for my whole livelihood. <laughs> yes. I think a lot of us can relate to that. So help us bring this together. So when we learn to trust ourselves, when we learn to give ourselves grace and compassion, as you mentioned earlier in this conversation, what is, what's the new experience? Rather than this stressed out, I'm never enough, I, I can never do enough because my, my goals keep moving up and they're always out of reach. What's this new experience? Oh, it's like nothing you can imagine. Imagine instead of your business draining the life out of you and feeling exhausted and run down and second guessing. Imagine you just know, you just know the answer. 
And it's not that you have to know every step by yourself. You know, I have plenty of clients that need coaching or that want that other, you know, that guide or just a sounding board for their ideas because it's lonely when you are the owner or the founder of a business. It's knowing that you are going to know the step to take next because you have this motivation that comes from within. Right. You can't stop. It's the infinite game. Yes. There is no end to this business. I may sell this business, right? Yeah. You're saying to yourself, I may sell this business, but the goal isn't your business growth. The goal is building this ultimate life and living it. Yes. So that energy that comes with that, the creativity, the ideas, everything. The burnout for me, I keep that at bay because I recognize stress and I recognize fear and I know how to say, oh, you know, that is because I am worried about this one thing. What can I do about it? How do I take a step forward? And the next step, the very next step is the answer to that. So it's, it's just a whole other experience when you can bring those two pieces together. And as your business grows, as you have bigger and bigger goals, I don't have tiny goals. Mm -hmm. Those aren't keeping me safe. I have big goals still, ambitious, audacious goals. Mm -hmm. But I no longer have those goals controlling me. Yeah. I get to decide who's driving. My fear can come along. The caution can come along. The ambition, the goal crusher, I call her the goal crusher. She can yeah. come along, but she's not driving. Right. You know, I get to pick who drives at any one moment. <laughs> I love that. Yes. And there's such power with that. And, you know, I think as people hustle their way and grind their way to their first 400,000, and then they grind out some more at a million, they're like, okay, life is pretty good. This is pretty great. I could stay here. But something inside them is like, ah, oh, but I know I'm meant for something greater. I have all this potential. I can't waste it. And they want to go to eight figures. That sure. may be the right decision for them, but it does not have to be under pressure and grind and hustle and misery, you right. can find a better way to do business. And it's how you do business. I always say it's how you do business. Yes. That's the way you think differently. Yes. Yeah. It's not what you're doing. It's how you're doing. It's who you're being. Um, oh, yeah. You're doing it. Yeah. Okay. I got one more question before we wrap up, because when we're thinking about bringing these two pieces together and, and trusting ourselves and taking that next step, the goal crusher is asking me, what, uh, what are my benchmarks? How am I measuring uh, progress? Because we're talking about ROI you know, and all of the data that we use to monitor <laughs> progress. Do we have a new set of, of metrics that we use or do we, what do we do? I think of them less as metrics that you have to measure, which can feel pressure as well. Yeah. Um, yes, your goals, in order to keep them on track, it's helpful to write them down, to have measures, to be able to tell, am I making progress or not? Yeah. Yes, I still want you to do that. Um, I think of it in terms of what I call AIM. Okay. AIM is simply a short, what do you call those? Acronyms? <laughs> things. A short acronym for how I remind myself to check in. Okay. Alignment, mm -hmm. intent, mm -hmm. and meaning. Is this decision in alignment with my ultimate goal? which is not just money, not just business growth. Also, do I enjoy my life? Am I living the way I intend 
to live. When I make a decision, I think of intent. What is my intent behind this decision? Or if I'm on stage and I'm giving a speech on stage, what is my intent when I step out on stage? I'm not focused on the outcome. Mm-hmm. I'm focused on what I want to do. What do I want to bring to it? What kind of life do I want to give it? That's wow. an intent. Meaning takes me right back to that bullseye. Yeah. What is my personal meaning? How does it affect those near and dear to me? Because when I'm happy, I'm a better mother. When I'm happy, I'm not yelling at my kids. When I'm happy, I'm not a workaholic anymore. I might work at night sometimes, but I know I'm very aware of it. Intent. My intent is to get this. I'm I'm producing a podcast and I'm doing the first three series. Uh And it's very intense right now because I want to get it out. So I'm choosing on purpose to work at night sometimes. And I've told my kids, hey, for this week, I'm going to be working at night. So I won't be as available. Mm -hmm. That's intention and that's meaning because I have a message that has to get out of the world. Yeah. And that message is stemming from that internal. So aim. Anytime you're trying to figure out where we're going to go, take aim toward that beacon, that bullseye, that intent. That's your impact beacon. That will give you the direction on how to build that path. So you don't have to know the path. You don't even have to know where you're going as long as you're going in the right direction. That's beautiful. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for helping us explore this topic because I think so many of us, especially in conscious entrepreneur um, experience, we want to have that impact, right? But we also are living by so many of those old rules that are contrary to what our heart, our our intent, our our inner part is trying to tell us. So you've helped us, I really think, bring these bring these concepts into something that we can actually do something with um, and make those shifts. But we also know that even at, knowing all the everything isn't doing it, right? We, sometimes we need some help applying that. So where can people learn more about you? Uh, yes, well, there are three ways that your audience can connect with me. And you can find all of them at toryboats.com. So the first way you should definitely check out my audio content to get a better feel of who I am and what I offer. I explore these topics more. There's a ton of free content on my brand new podcast. It's called called Scale Right Revolution. Just head on over to toryboats.com slash podcast and I'll hook you up. Uh, The second way is if you're thinking you'd like to chat more um, do one-on-one support or book me to speak. I've streamlined that on the contact page, also on my website at toryboats.com. And the third way is one of my favorite things. While you're listening today, if this is resonating with you in any way, I invite you to grab this special resource. It'll help you find your own visionary advantage. And for every client I work with, whether it's one-on-one or in a VIP day or some kind of long-term engagement, we use the visionary advantage system as our foundation. Okay. So you can step right into using the system for yourself with a free gift. It's an action-worthy taste of the system. And you can do that by visiting toryboats.com slash advantage. And inside you'll find a new way to think about how to scale your business so you can continue to run at the highest level without missing out on life. Yeah. Plus, there's some simple steps that you can use to take immediate action. There's even some really juicy journal prompts. So if you're getting journal prompts. I sprinkled those in with the actions. And if you have any questions about that, you could email me. So you'll find my podcast, community connections, social links, and upcoming events all at toryboats.com. 
My goodness. Thank you so much. That Those are amazing, valuable resources. You've really poured your heart into us today. I really am grateful. Awesome. Well, thank you for allowing me to be in your ears today. <laughs> All right. Take care. Thank you for listening. Are you ready to play and experiment with these ideas so that you too can live your purpose, expand your impact, and create with ease? Join us at Fully Alive on Facebook. We've created this space to explore the effects these practices and principles can have on your own experience. And if you're feeling the nudge to explore what coaching can do for you, send me an email at mary at bluebambooleadership.com. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, be fully alive.